And we're back to the second part of today's lovely morning episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, a guy live B2B jam session, the hottest B2B jam session in the world, hands down, and definitely in Oakland. No one has told me different yet. <laughs> so excited to be back. And we are doing this episode. Shout out to our partners, Humanly.io and Pickle.ai, who we're going to have two of their founding uh, members and operators on the show, Taylor Dalhelm and Birch Eve, CEO. And they're going to talk a little bit about Pickle.ai, but also a little bit about their experience in building their company, Pickle. It's always a pleasure when we're doing an episode with our lovely partners, Humanly.io. And, you know, I want to share a little bit about how I ended up meeting um, Birch and Taylor. You know, it was actually through LinkedIn. So if you ever think that LinkedIn isn't a special place to connect, you're wrong. It's one of the best places to connect and meet fellow founders, entrepreneurs, you know, people who are building businesses or trying to do something really, really amazing in life. So definitely check out and make sure you're actively building relationships on LinkedIn. Once again, if you haven't heard about Pickle, you're going to learn more about them on today's episode, but a little bit about the journey of building Pickle by their founders and operators. Birch and Taylor. You know, Pickle is a platform that is powered by artificial intelligence and it helps your sales process by uncovering blind spots and transforming conversations into actionable insights. It's super, super future of work. So if you want to learn more about it and you are on a sales team or you're a sales leader or you're a CEO or COO, this is the episode for you. And more importantly, they are really led by two, two, well, actually, a, a core team of tremendous people, and we're going to learn a little bit more about their culture, what makes them unique, and how they've been pushing through on a really amazing company through a pandemic. So tune in, grab some water, get some food, and join us. With that said, Birch, Taylor, Prem, welcome to the show, y'all. Hey, Tim. Thanks, <laughs> how are you all doing today, man? To be frank, I'm I'm exhausted, man. It's, <laughs> it's uh it's it's that time of week where you're like, we got this, we can do it, and then that's the uh, the the conversation I have with myself in the mirror every day. Yeah, it's hump day, man. <laughs> I bless it. The days are blurring together for sure, but right, we're, uh, right. we're having a great time and appreciate the intro, Tim. Yeah, yeah well, thanks for having us, Tim. Of course, of course, y'all. You know, Birch, Taylor, we'd love for you all to share a little bit. You know, we've introduced you all. Shout out to Prem, who is a frequent guest monthly on our episode. So everyone already knows who Prem is. But Birch, Taylor, we'd love for you to share a little bit about where you all are tuning in from. And tell us a little bit about the founding story of Pickle. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll go I'll go first, Taylor, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So I'm actually, we're, we're, we're located, kind of the headquarters is in Sandy, Utah. So it's a little bit south of Salt Lake. Um, and, and Taylor's in, Taylor's in Kentucky. So he's, he's kind of our, our only remote worker. So we, we even have to make him feel a little more at home. You can't see it. There's actually a, a, a tripod on wheels with, <laughs> and that's Taylor. So we to make, to make him feel like he's still here. Um, yeah. and kind of a little bit of a founding story. So I actually came from, uh, another company and I was in Kentucky and we were making good money and. Um, with my wife and, and our little baby boy and pretty much just kind of like, yeah, we could do this. We could keep going mm -hmm. and we'd be happy. We'd be just fine. But uh, that's kind of the, the phrase that bothers me and kind of keeps me up at night is, oh, we're just fine. 
Um, I wanted something more, something extraordinary and, and stressful. And so we decided to essentially pack up everything, quit my job and move out to Utah where her family was. And uh, I'd known a couple people and started to go back and forth. And eventually the idea of pickle kind of came through and uh, we've always had a interest in artificial intelligence, but that's such a broad term. No one really, they think it's either like a, its own being that's a holographic image or that it's something that they just don't understand. And, um, and even some people are scared of it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it really kind of came from, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, big person when it comes to listening and, and really being present. And I've always, uh, I remember when I was little, I always pressed, I always press zero a million times when I call in for customer service and they say, press one for this, press two for this. And before they even said anything, I was just like zero, 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 zero. Like I just wanted to talk to human. And then you hear the famous phrase that this call will be recorded for quality and training purposes. And the biggest question came from that was, but is it like, do they listen to it? Like are people actively using it? I mean, first thing was like probably legally to, watch their backs, but it seems like that's a treasure trove of just so many different customer interactions, opinions, ideas, that's just not being used at all. And, and so we set out on a path to be able to use it and, and not only for to better companies, but to better the customer experience and, and sales process. It's, it's not a one way street. It's, it's a, it's a 360 degree view. It, it comes back around. You have to understand, where they're coming from and, and how it how it is and, and you're not going to get that the first time. So pickle allows you to to revisit it and revisit the conversation, listen to it and watch it or or even read it. That's so powerful. You know, Taylor, when when you heard about this idea from Birch or when you all were kind of you know conspiring on it together, you know, well, how did it sound to you? Were you excited about it? Did you kind of have past experience with experiencing problems in this space and past roles? Yeah, it's it's funny. My story's a, you know obviously a little less risky than Birch's, where he just up and, and quits and drives across the country and starts something. Like for me, it's I after leaving you know graduating college, I went in kind of the nonprofit world, working in a you know, the higher education space, and you know didn't have too much in terms of the 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 for profit SaaS you know B two B side of things, and so the the problem wasn't as prevalent for me. But where I did notice. Um, was once I, I transitioned to more of the sales role at, about a year and a half ago, where you know at the end of the day, calling as many uh, as many companies that I did and trying to work with as many people, the communication was always the the thing that either made the deal work or fall apart. Right? It, it comes right. down to you see countless statistics of you know at the end of the day, what, what's the velocity of having a conversation? Like how many touch points are you making? You could have the best presentation or call in the world, but at the end of the day, if something comes up. An hour later, you're the you're the last you're the last thing on their list. So, for me, it, it was kind of seeing it in real time just what made a difference in terms of talking with people and having conversations and building relationships. That's what led to success, and and frankly, that's what's more fun about the role, right? It's it's the worst when you when you're calling as many people as you can and, and just not getting the the traction you want. So, where I heard from Birch, kind of the 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 idea and the premise, Birch and I go back to to high school, and frankly, we hadn't reconnected in a few years. I mean, obviously we we're on, we we're on social media and kept, kept up with each other's lives, but in an official capacity, we, we never thought this would be the case. And he kind of reached out and, and just wanted to introduce what he's doing and kind of the idea. And 
you know, knew I had somewhat of a sales background. I was just kind of picking my brain at that point. But like, like, we, like you were alluding to, Tim, you know, we, we started really kicking things off in March. And of course, when March happened, everybody, including myself, our lives are a, a bit turned upside down. And, yeah. you know, my, my role, I ended up uh, being laid off just for, for pure COVID reasons. And uh, frankly, Birch called me three days after I was laid off and presented this idea. And I was like, well, number one, you know, I don't have much going on, so yeah, I'll check it out. But number two, <laughs> yeah, number two uh, you know, I, I could draw like, hey, I, there are some pain points in my life as a, as a sales rep and, and ultimately as somebody that, that wants that premium experience uh, for anybody that they work with and building those relationships in the most positive way. And, and the way he had described us, as he just did, what our technology can do, I, it seemed like a no-brainer for me to just jump in and give it a shot. And here we are, what, like six months later, and, and this thing's taking on a whole new life from our first conversation in March. Man, that's amazing, you all. You know, it, it speaks to, it's funny how, you know, you all started the company and really, you know, start moving on the idea around when we were all going through, uh, about to start going through COVID-19. But I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, the founder's journey, man. You know, when you started the company, were you, with your company, Humanly, were you scared? Because I know personally for me, you know, when Taban and, and I, my co-founder, we started the company, Literally, we've been doing this for a, one, a year and a half now. But, you know, it's almost like this you, this gradual leap of faith that you take and you just continue doing it, doing it because you're so passionate about it. But there's always kind of like before you start, there's this kind of precipice of like, should I do this? The money I'm making in corporate America is really, really good. Right. Like, tell me a little bit about your story, because you and I, you know, we both work with big companies such as Microsoft. How did you make that leap for yourself from? Yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of it, it's uh, really just the hardest part is starting, right? And I think, um, you know, you can always, when I was at Microsoft, I was there for, for about 10 years before I moved to, to the startup world. And um, and I really enjoyed my time there, but it kind of actually took a bit of a life event, maybe similar to Birch. Um, after having my first kid, it was a little bit of a kind of kick in the butt. I realized that, you know, I'm, uh, I want to create an impact in the world. I want to build something that my family is proud of that my, my kids are proud of. And, and I was already doing that at Microsoft. Um, I really enjoyed my job there, but I felt, um, you know, if I want to create impact at scale um, and, you know, expand beyond just product, but own kind of all aspects of what it is to, to create a movement, to create a business um, that, that could happen in the startup world. So I think it took a little external pressure, but I, um, you know, um, had always kind of been, been thinking about that. Um, and yeah, it's, it really is, uh, it really is just about starting and, and then moving, continuing to move. Like if you look at a good running back in football, even when they're tackled, their legs are still moving they're still getting an inch an inch an inch an inch further and i think if you keep doing that over time you'll eventually um succeed so it's true man it's true and i don't watch too much football these days but you got to push through you got to be a running back right (laughs) (laughs) as soon as you got the ball in your quarter man like you got to go for it yep absolutely yep it's so true it's so true so i would love for you birch i would love for you to kind of share a little bit more about you know Talk to us a little bit about what was the process for you all to like build the software? Because, you know, I think building software, if anyone's ever built software before, it's hard. And I want to show love to our amazing community who's tuning in. You know, shout out to Mrs. Dominique. Wow. COVID blessing. So she's definitely feeling what you two were saying in terms of your origin story and kind of what motivated you all to start the company. Shout out to y'all fellow co-founder. Hey, there's Kamana. Kamana, what's up, man? Thank you so much for tuning in. The one and only. (laughs) The one and only. 
creature. Get, get back to work, come on. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be on a call. Uh, no. <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of the skills if you're an entrepreneur that you need if you want to build a software, software as a service based company? Because it's not easy. People think it's easy, but it's not easy at all. Gosh, I could probably talk you off on that one. Let's say how much time you got. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll set a timer so I can stop talking. Um, kind of the, I was reading an article yesterday and it actually mentioned that, you know, Uber was actually started in the kind of the height of the 2008 financial crisis and that a lot of companies were kind of born. I, I almost, I love the kind of the, in the, the characteristic of like a Phoenix and folktale of like it just from the ashes, it rises like, you know, a new, and it was one of those things where kind of the whole founder journeys, it's not an easy thing. And it's, it's exactly the way that Prem says it. It's constantly beating to your own drum and not letting others, other people's beats or other people's criticisms get to you. And there's a lot of times that, you know, that I'll look uh, even just, you know, last week, one day was just really hard. Yeah, you have so much going on and, you know, I'll sit there at my, at my computer, just stop and just, uh, <laughs> have to reset or reboot or, or uh, I need to update or something. And, and it's, it's really the passion. That's what you have to hold on to. It's not about, you know, it's, it's not about, Oh, I, I want to, I want to make X amount of money. It's, it's never been about the money. And that's, and, and it's also surrounding yourself and working with the people that are like-minded people. And that's, that's one that Taylor, Kalmana, um, Jason, you know, the, the, the founding team, it's, they're all, I can lean on them whenever I need help. If you know, there's been several times, Taylor's like, you know, you, you look crippled. Do you need help? <laughs> and, and even Kalmana as well. And, and, you know, there's a reason that, that we wanted him to be part of the pickle team. It's because they, they have that type of attitude. And, and even with those who are working with, you know, we, uh, with with working with Prem, they, they have the same, him and Andrew, they have the same type of drive of, it's not just an impact that we want to make, it's it's a change. It's a positive change. It's the cheesiness of saying, oh, we want to change the world. But in all seriousness, yes, I want to change the way that you understand your customers. I want to change not only that, but I want to change how product development is done, how marketing is understood and being able to make it easy that whole concept of, of pickle and, and, and conversation intelligence is about making it as simple as possible to be able to utilize the technology. There's, there's too many, too many softwares out there today that require a master's degree and a PhD to be able to actually even use, let alone, you know, be able to effectively implement in an organization. And you have team, we have some customers as little as one, and they're usually they're utilizing it. We have some customers that have, you know, a million phone calls that are being processed. And so it's the software that we want to make. And is it's about just the grit. And uh, Kamana was mentioning last week um, an article that he read that if you're not embarrassed of your first product, you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's very, very true. Prem, were you embarrassed about the first version of Humanly? <laughs> uh, no, for, yes, uh, probably so. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I think um, you know the, the way you learn is by getting product to market, listening to your customers, and iterating from there. Um, as far as like Tim, you were kind of just asking about product development as well in general, and I think one thing we 
really hold dear is is not just I, I think Tim used the word like the phrase ruthless prioritization. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times the hard thing about being a startup is it's not figuring out what to build, it's figuring out what not to build, um, where, where you spend your time. Um, there is a, a good quote, um, um, I think it was Eric Reese that said, um, you know, startups, when startups die, it's it's not because they're, they're you know, it's it's not because they're starving, starving for ideas, it's because they're drowning, they're drowning in ideas. So there's so many different things you can do with your time in product development, so many features you can build. Um, so I think, um, you know, just that focus and prioritization, which starts with, with the customer and with the impact you want to make in the world is um, extremely important. And that's so true too. And I agree with that hundred percent, you know, even for us, you know, we're so focused on the type of experience that we want to deliver. And I remember the first time I, I met Birch and the pickle team, and he was talking to me about just how much work has gone into just the web design, as well as the, the, the SaaS platform they were building. And I think it's that intentionality that's so important when it comes to building anything or when you're an entrepreneur um, and you're a startup. Right. And I think often when people think about starting a company, you're literally drowning in a lot of different directions you, you can go, but a lot of great product leaders, a lot of great CEOs, they're great at focusing on one thing, being great at that, and then allowing things to take its course as you co-create with the customer. You know, I want to ask you all, you know, Birch, let's start with you again. And Taylor, we'd love for you to chime in. Yeah. You know, who has been a few leaders or a few companies that have kind of inspired you all in y'all's journey as you all build Pickle? Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> So I'd say there's a couple of companies that, um, a couple companies and then a, um, a person. Um, I'd say the, the two companies would probably be, Apple would be one of them as much as uh, that's kind of a bandwagon answer. Uh, I've been, you know, and I've been part of that clan for, you know, ever since I can remember when they first came out and, and then the, Kind of the the whole Elon Musk story. Um, I've I remember reading his biography when it came out, uh, probably six, maybe five years ago. I don't know if that that's um, the right date, but it kind of changed my mind and structure of the difference between those who succeed and don't succeed is those who never give up. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a babe, there's a Babe Ruth quote that says it, it's hard to beat somebody who never gives up. It's so hard. I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great one. I mean, especially like if I'm playing against somebody and they're just never giving up, you're like, I, this is not going to go anywhere. You're not going to give up. And I've always been, I've always loved like art and design. And um, I've, I love the, the, the fusion of, of kind of humanities and technology and artificial intelligence and, uh, Taylor will let you know that I have constantly have ideas of UI design of, of what looks good, what doesn't. And, and one of my favorite quotes is by Leonardo da Vinci that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And so it's make things simple. And so if my mom can use it, then it's, it's working. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. Taylor thoughts, man. Yeah. I mean, as I alluded that, you know, I, I didn't come from much of a kind of a SAS you know, background or, or kind of understanding the, the tech world, especially artificial intelligence, machine learning. But, you know, on my end, I've always been inspired by, you know, how do we how do we take a product like like Birch is saying, a simple product and how do we get it out to the masses or, or, or be able to communicate it in a way that makes somebody stop and, and 
and pause their day and, and care enough to click on your 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 ridiculous email outreach or you know your your absolute cold <laughs> call hey, you, you know you something like that right. like how do you how do you make <laughs> how do you make that work and and for me it's kind of the 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 companies that, that I always look to you know I I've studied some on like AppSumo and and Noah uh, Kagan over there that that's done a ton of work in terms of building a brand and, and something simple that everybody can re, you know recognize but also you know the 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 classic you know sales side of things like the the Jeremy Gidmers and uh, you know people like that the professionals of the world that have done this for 20 30 years at the end of the day it's building a relationship nothing changes no matter how 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 big the technology you know grows you know the whole goal of of pickle is how do we make you know conversation something as base level as that and turn it into a uh, more powerful weapon for you to, to become, you know, a much more influential person as well as, you know, much more effective. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, a much more, you know, per, you know, much more of a person, right. You take yeah. it, machine learning and artificial intelligence and how do you put the humanization into it? That's what we're trying to do. And, and that's kind of where I've been taking my notes. And frankly, the past six months I've, I've learned more than I ever have on, on, uh, on ways to do that. So it's been quite a journey so far. Yeah, love that. You know, do you all feel as if kind of we're at a kind of a, a turning point in terms of the technology a lot of enterprises are going to be bringing into their workforce to help them um, improve their, their workforce? You know, in, uh, all of us kind of are building companies within that future work AI um, space uh, and, and just in different kind of verticals. But, you know, where do you all see the future organization? What do you all see the future organization looking like in the next few years? Prem, uh, what are your thoughts, man? Because you're you're literally changing the way companies are uh, firing and engaging with their talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a, you know, a lot, lot of like kind of future of work themes and trends and future of hiring that I think have been catalyzed in some ways uh, due to COVID. Uh, one, of, one of the more visible ones is, is remote work. But what we are seeing is, um, you know, people are turning to technology and automation in, in ways that they, they haven't before. So I think that, you know, the, the, about three or four years ago, there was, I, I kind of feel like in our space, so we're, we're in the talent acquisition space. Um, about three or four years ago, you started seeing a lot of new, new technologies, new new chat interfaces, new things kind of pop up. Um, but I did, did find a lot of the um, initial tools were kind of throwing tech at a people-driven process, and which isn't going to work. You can't just throw it over and uh, expect to automate everything. So what I see in the future is, you know, teams that are comprised of automation working together with humans hand in hand and empowering wow. those humans to do more, to build bigger things, to understand their customers better. Um, so so I, I think that kind of bridging is happening now. And, and a lot of people are actually forced to use automation early because they need to save money or they particularly during this COVID time. So I think it's kind of charting a course for, for a future that's more of a blend of automation and, and, and tech. Yeah, that's powerful. Birch, what are your thoughts? Because I completely agree with that. I think we're moving towards a future of um, human and artificial intelligence working side by side. Uh, 100% agree. Um, Prem hit it on the nail. It's time. Yeah. It's the, the one commodity that everybody has the same amount of time, same 24 hours, seven days a week. And how do you increase the utility of that time? And it's by creating more and by taking tasks that normally take a long time and, and by simplifying them. I and I, I think of other ways that I see in other industries and, um, you know, with autonomous driving and, and man, that'd be great. I could work on my way to work and, or 
or even, you know, be able to Skype or, or FaceTime with my family on my, on my way to work and uh, be able to kind of still be a part of, of things, even though I'm, I'm so far away. One of the things that I, I truly believe is, you know, just look at it right now and, and how closer you feel to family members that are, that are gone. My, my family's in Kentucky and mm. uh, it, it breaks my mom's heart that, you know, her, her only grandchild is, is out here and, you know, what do you, how do you do that? FaceTime has made a world of difference. And so yeah. it's, it's augmenting it. You know, there's a new technology that we're utilizing, but it's nothing unless you use it. Mm. And that's, that's where everything starts to come together. And especially in the future, it's, it's AI is not something to be scared of. It's not something that's like the, you know, some altruistic thing that's taking over the world. It's, it's my life is significantly better because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It augments my productivity. Taylor, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I look at it as I think, what was it? A Bezos quote or something. Somebody asked him, you know, in the next 10 years, what's going to be different about Amazon. I think he came back with like, what isn't going to be different about Amazon. <laughs> and, and to me, when I look at, you know, the richest guy in the world, that's still thinking about ways to change and, and, get my package to me in 30 minutes as opposed to an hour. Um, that's incredible to me. And that, that's kind of where if he can look at something like that, a, a problem or, you know, see, he could probably take a step back and not work again the rest of his life. But, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's more innovations to, to go through. There's more things to change. And if you're not adapting, you're dying. Right. And so on our end, I, I know Birch and I talked about this, um, you know, prior to the call, but it was, it's funny the way you look at communication and, and, you know, and Birch, you, you, you probably can say it a lot better, but um, you were talking about transportation, right. And kind of how we evolved and grew from there. I don't know if you want to take this from here, but uh, you know, kind of where we're, we're trying to take this. And frankly, the goal is nobody's ever satisfied. You know, there's always yeah. something new to do. There's always something new to develop and it just takes, you know, the augmentation that AI is going to help and give us that time back to keep creating because like you said, you know, at the end of the day, the tools are only as good as the, the people that use them. But Birch, feel free to, to chime in on that one. Yeah, basically just, you know, think about American history, even world history, rewind 100, 200 years. And okay, the first thing we did was we walked from point A to point B and then we're like, this sucks. Let's <laughs> And then we ride a horse and you're like, well, I need to bring my stuff with me. So let's make a wagon. And then I want to sit in the wagon so I can protect my stuff. And then from there, it's, oh, we have the car, the motorcycle, the bike. And then I look at the space race and, and it's, you know, well, first we need to get there. Well, we're there. Hmm. And like, if you think we're going to stay here, like just in the vicinity, oh, we just want to visit the moon and come back. You're crazy. It's, yeah. it's a constant endeavor of even just curiosity. Like, I wonder what's over there and then let's, yeah. let's go over there. And it's, it's the same thing with communication, but I feel like with the current communication style that customers and, and companies and how they react that you have chat bots, you have, um, you know, ways where there, there's efficient and then there's the, the phone calls. And then there's a level of analytics and a level of understanding that can be enhanced upon that. And that's what we're trying to do. There's, we're trying to further push along the idea of let's really understand what's going on in these conversations, but not just one or two, the thousands that you have. Let's, you know, what are the concerns? What what products are, do customers like? How how are they reacting when we when we say this question versus this question? And and just make it really easy for anyone to instantly start. 
Love it, love it. Taylor, we'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, how you all are partnering with Humanly in terms of um, with their software and uh, and Pickle.ai, because I know that's like a huge thing that you all have been working on behind the scenes recently. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'll defer some of this to, to the two with me here, because they're, they're kind of the, the, the heads of the, the deals here. But on our end, I mean, it's, it's kind of in, in the making, right? We're still building out exactly how we want this to be, but the thought and the initial connection was, hey, how can we take, you know, a process like humanly where, you know, as Birch alluded to, it took two years to get a call back on a, on a job he didn't get. Um, <laughs> how do we, you know, with humanly solving that problem of how do we automate that process and make screening time to where you're only talking to qualified candidates ASAP because they probably got 10 other offers already. And how do you make that difference in time? But how do we also say once they're in the process, you know, how do we make sure that experience is consistent across the uh, across the board in terms of, you know, say you got eight rounds of interviews that a company you're going through. How do you make sure that company is giving that candidate the, the premium experience of not repeating questions or not being redundant? Uh, we're not wasting time, uh, your time and our time, right, of, of making sure it's the right fit uh, for you and for us. And then on top of that, I mean, Tim, I know you're huge on this, but there's obvious biases and things that happen and, and go on and, you know, whether intentional or not, it's how can we identify that and make sure our companies are, are doing better uh, to, to make sure we're rooting out, all right, maybe we shouldn't ask this type of question in this situation because it makes this person feel this way. Um, for us, that's where AI and machine learning can really partner to, you know, alongside with uh, conversation intelligence to make sure that that, that process and that, that candidate's experience is, is top notch. And at the end of the day, that's what, uh, what companies are going to save a lot of time and effort and, and money on as well as, you know, the candidates don't have to, to wait for the third round and, and uh, you know, a bunch of time in between to know if this is the best fit for them or not. So that's kind of, that's high level. We haven't released too much on it, but that's kind of, I'll let, Brem and Birch kind of jump in there, but you know I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, yeah, no, really, really excited. Um, so I, I actually all met uh, Taylor and Birch on LinkedIn, just just like you did, Tim, um, <laughs> and uh, really love what they were doing um, on, on particularly starting in the sales scenarios. Um, so providing data to salespeople based on the sales calls to help them improve, help them close more deals, um, and you know interviews have always been very black box. Like you don't really know what happens in them. People maybe take notes and share it with the next hiring manager. And, you know, I think the candidate, one huge part of the candidate experience when I, when I talk to talent acquisition professionals is, you know, it's, it's not just how the recruiting team's working with candidates, but what happens in the interviews with hiring managers, our hiring teams representing our brand, asking the right questions. So what we're, what we're doing and, and leveraging a lot of what, um, what Birch and Taylor and the team have built is um, kind of shining a light on, on what's happening during those interviews. Are there things that are happening that are biased? Are there, are people showing up on time? Are they bringing up their company values and and not using that power in a in a big brother way, but giving that back to the individual so that they can improve? I think generally people want want to get better there. Um, so yeah, re really excited to you know continue to um, you know make make things more equitable and efficient um, um, for for everyone. Birch mentioned a big piece of what. Pickle does too is that you know it, it does lead to a better can, um, client experience. Um, mm -hmm. Similarly to what we're doing is we want candidates to have better experiences and we want them to be um, not just treated fairly but um, given the opportunities um, to show who they are. Love it, love it. I want to show love to our amazing community member Dominique. She's been tuning in 
throughout this episode. Say, she's cranking out the comments. I yeah, love it. she's so important <laughs> of companies and equal opportunities. She totally was thinking about eliminating social biases as well. So she thinks you all are on the mark in the partnership that you all are forming and how you all are thinking about it. Birch, any thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, I think it's a, a huge, a huge thing. Prim's kind of quarterbacking. I love kind of uh, when we have when we have our one on one conversations on like, okay, here's how we're gonna plan to be able to kind of even help make sure that you know there's equal opportunity with males and females mm -hmm. and and really I let's identify it and then we can take that data and cross-reference it with okay, are the same questions being asked how are they being asked do you know I, the, a really something that Prem pointed out in one of our conversations is does the person feel threatened mm -hmm. and it's such a different experience in a conversation when someone feels threatened I'm going to be a little standoffish I'm going to probably fold my arms and just be kind of like you know, I, I, defenses are up instead of relaxed. And, and I can really show you my personality when, when I'm relaxed. And, you know, I remember the first conversation I had with you, Tim, and it was, you know, it was, it came at a time where we absolutely need to have a fun conversation about the future possibilities and your energy is in, incredible to, and it, Thanks, <laughs> super contagious. So it was, it's one of those things of how can we take that experience and apply it to every single interview. And that's that's what that's, I, I admire about Prem and, and what we're trying to be able to do to be able to help and assist in that. And it's a, it's an incredible opportunity. Yeah, well, one thing I'll add to that, Tim. So people might often ask me my, my favorite quote, but I'm gonna give you the, my least favorite quote, the worst quote I've ever heard ever. Is that, <laughs> um, so oftentimes you would hear, um, I don't know who originally said it, but you uh, in the past you'd have hiring managers say, hey, I can tell you in the first 15 seconds of seeing someone if I'm gonna hire them. And there's nothing more biased than that. How could you possibly, yeah. uh, with that little understanding, make a hiring decision? And this was just an accepted, in fact, a lot of people over time just said, hey, make sure you show up uh, in that first 15 seconds. Um, but, yeah. I, but I think adding more ways of uncovering that. And I think a responsibility that comes with this, too, is um, which, which I love about what Pickle's doing is, you know, that uh, technology makes things happen faster. They bring things together. Um, if not wielded in the right ways, making the wrong things happen faster isn't necessarily going to help mm -hmm. you. So I think the, the ethical piece of it, um, there's a lot of great things happening in the world right now around ethical AI, around AI for good, around, you know, building teams um, that, that are diverse and inclusive as they build these products. But, yep. And it's so important, you know, to be in a conversation where we're, you all are recognizing the importance of ethics and, and AI and, you know, where a lot of leaders, a lot of organizations are struggling with it. You know, shout out once again to Dominique, who's saying great work, guys. She's feeling this conversation. With that said, you know, Birch, Taylor, Prem, thank y'all so much for coming on on another episode. Prem is a frequent visitor, so we'll definitely see you. <laughs> Birch and Taylor, we definitely need to have you all back. And with that, right? I'm going to give you to the last word on this episode. Birch, you know, what would be your powerful takeaway for our community on how they can build something that they're passionate about? Start. Hmm. There's Udemy. I mean, there's um, Coursera. There, there's so many ways that someone can learn. And even for free, you can take the, the Stanford course for machine learning with one of the best machine learning professors in the world for free. And it's, it's an incredible opportunity. And it's just making the time for it. And that's one thing that I struggle with in the beginning was there's so much going on, but again, it's you know, kind of alluding to what Prem said in the beginning is you have to not decide, oh, try and do everything. You have to figure out what is the most important thing that I need to be doing now yeah. and how is that going to better serve my customers? 
And if it, I need to take this course to be able to learn how to be able to properly apply a machine learning idea or concept, then you take that course. You, you, you spend the time and, uh, and surround yourself with the best of possible people and, and be with the best partnerships and, and keep going on just like the, the, uh, the running back. Just don't ever stop talking. <laughs> what are your last words, man? Yeah, I uh, I agree. It, it, it takes a leap of faith, right? I mean, to me, as I alluded to at the beginning, I, I went from being, you know, I, I could have been laid off and just moped around and, and not try to try to do anything with, you know, oh, I'll wait for them to call me back. Uh, but instead, you know, three days later, yeah, it worked out. I got a call, but I could have said no, right? Or I could have just, you know, not taken that jump. Or I even think about if I was employed and Birch called me, would I would I like taking everything like all right, see you guys, I'm gonna try this out. Um, you know, to me, it's just taking that risk and and at the end of the day, I, I most people compare these times as uncertain and you know you want to keep everything tight to the chest and you know keep everything you got. But at the end of the day, as as we've been talking about, most successful you know companies that have you know that are in our common lexicon now started at the lowest points of society, right? Or, or at least when we're feeling the most down, the most out. I mean, it's it's no more, you know, nothing more uh, the American dream, quote unquote, than uh, building a company from scratch on, you know, just on your own your own sweat and, and uh, tears and lack of sleep, as Birch was saying. Uh, you know, it, it's, it couldn't be a better time to take a risk, right? Like, what what are we waiting for? Let's try it out. And frankly, I think more people are susceptible to, to hope as opposed to, to despair. So. For us, it's this is what gets us out of the bed in, in morning. And uh, having birds call me at one a.m. Eastern time, you know, I'm willing to willing to work as much as I need to do to, to make this a reality. Because you know, frankly, I've got I've got the world to thank for him for this opportunity. And, and Prem, obviously, we're excited to work with you. And Tim, we want to come back here as as often as possible, and uh, you know, give our insights and and make sure your audience kind of understands our perspective. So, you know, thanks again for having us, and and we're we're excited for the future. We love to hear it, man. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we definitely need to have you all back for a future episode. Sounds good, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I'll see y'all soon. See you, friend. <laughs> With that said, that makes another wonderful episode of Unleashing the Future Work, A Guy Live, B2B Jam Session. If you loved the amazing duo we just had a chance to talk with, with our lovely partner, Humility.io, and their CEO, Prem Kumar, Please check out Birch and Taylor and check out what they're working on in building in Pickle.ai, a company I'm sure you're going to probably be hearing about in the next 10, 15, 20 plus years, who is going to completely change the game around conversational intelligence, especially for your sales team. With that said, if you loved today's episode and you were feeling it all, please make sure you share it with your network, share it with your friends, share it with your mom, share it with your dad, share it with your friends and your boss. And let them know that we had an amazing episode today. Prior to this episode, we talked to the amazing Joy Ofodu, who's doing a lot of work in the marketing space and personal brand building space. So make sure you check out that past episode and let us know what you learned on this episode as well. Tag me, tag Birch, tag Prem. We would show you some love in the comments. And if you are interested in being a part of the guide movement, check out guideapp.co, early access. We continue to fill out our wait list. It just continues to grow every single day. We're building a powerful movement and the product is getting better every single day. So definitely check out early access and we'll make sure we bump you up into the wait list 
if you invite a friend. So definitely check out guideapp.co if you want to learn a little bit more and check out our guide app and platform. With that said, our platform is your platform. So if you have any ideas on any future guests that you believe we need to have on our episode, on our live B2B Jam sessions, let us know. This past week alone, we've had two people reach out to us saying, hey, we're trying to be on the hottest B2B Jam session in Oakland slash the world. <laughs> and we're like, of course. And they're doing amazing things. So they'll be on future episodes and we're going to jam out with them. But if you are loving our live jam sessions, the hottest software as a service jam session in the world, by the way, in the world, hashtag in the world, please, please show us some love. Tune in as you usually do. And definitely, definitely let us know who we should have for future episode. UTFOW.com. UTFOW.com is where you can submit to be a guest. Or if you know a guest, reach out. And you can also reach out to me at Tim Salau at Mr. Future of Work. Dot com. Tim Salau at MrFutureOfWork.com if you have any guest inquiries or ideas on potential sponsors. All right, y'all. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in this Wednesday. Oakland, much love to you if you are tuning in from Oakland. Right in our backyard. Let us know what you're doing this weekend in Oakland. We'll definitely come out and show you some love and be of service with you. With that said, y'all, as always, peace, love, and abundance. Talk soon.